1: .com/compatibility This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSN the Sports Betting Network
0: Welcome into Odds On Mike Palm here with Amal Shaw Amal yesterday as Cube said it was a good day terrific day the best day of the year at college basketball the Thursday of championship week and Major League Baseball's coming back, buddy.
1: <laughs> I know. Great news there. Uh, what are we going to talk about all summer? I don't know. I'm still not sure what we're going to talk about. I'm sure it'll be NFL news. But anyway, the bottom line is I can't wait. Major League Baseball finally getting this thing April resolved. 7th. Yeah. It'll be great to get things started. P- uh, pitchers and catchers, everybody reporting on Sunday. So looking forward to that. By the way, though, Mike, I got to start with the game last night at T-Mobile. Most of the people on the East Coast probably didn't see it. It ended around 2 o'clock in the morning. Washington down 2. Terrell Brown, leading score in the Pac-12. You have him inbounding the ball. Mm-hmm. You go to probably your third option at Matthews. I'd go to probably Jamal Bay beforehand. You go against one of the elite defenders, 1-B-1 against Isaiah Mobley, and they throw up an absolute horrible shot. In the last 30 Washington? seconds,
0: Washington got, up t- got off two horrific shots. They had two <laughs> shots. But
1: how about USC turning the ball over up four? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I object to <laughs> you sitting there suggesting USC the turnover machine. Please, for the love of God, tell me, you saw the Michigan State game. I did not because, Amal, I was busy. I do have other aspects of my life
0: than this show. I saw they were up 20, and then I saw they were up two with a minute to go, and I was just hoping you were okay. I said, somebody take away Amal's shoestrings and his belt.
1: So I'll tell you one thing. I almost, pulled, I almost pulled out a piece and put it in my head. What happened? They're up 20, and then Michigan State goes full Big Ten tournament. Everybody blows leads. We know that. They, they want to stay in tune with the rest of the people in the state of Michigan, those Wolverines fans blowing 17-point leads. Is it true that
0: the coaches before the game have to pick which eight-minute span they won't have a field goal in?
1: <laughs> Just like the Alana <laughs> yeah, yeah. in the first half oh today, absolutely. Um, and then the second half today, five minutes. But Michigan State could not get the ball past half court. And here's the biggest mistake Danny and the Miracles made. They're down two. Michigan State has not gotten the ball past midcourt for like five consecutive possessions. They took the press off. They took the (laughs) press off. And then they foul with like five on the shot clock. Michigan State ends up winning the game. Mike, I'm telling you right now, it was some of the dumbest basketball I've ever seen in my life. Former number one Auburn down five with two
0: minutes to go. Massive comeback here in the second half. Found themselves down 20 at one point to Texas A&M.
1: Is A&M in with a win here? I think they are, but here's another issue. Just like yesterday when I got off the A&M play, I take Auburn second half, minus nine. I figure plus seven, they're going to make a push. They were five for 36 or 37 in the first half. I'm like, can't shoot any worse. So then all of a sudden they cut it to 10 or 12, and I'm like, okay, A&M's minus seven and a half. Worst case scenario, I'm going to lose if it lands on seven. Uh, I'll lose because I have A&M minus seven and a half and uh, Auburn plus seven for the game. And of course, now Auburn cuts it to five. Now, we say this because
0: of recency. The last two days, if you make your bet and turn off the TV, you're going to win it instead of 100 know hedge you down. But in the long run, no, you need to watch the games and look for the opportunities.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you look at the way this uh, AM team has closed out their last three games. Go back to the last game against Mississippi State, the final regular season game at home, then the game against Florida yesterday, and then today here, a five point game. The good thing going for AM in this game is as bad as they will play down the stretch in this final 155, I'm sure Auburn will supersede them with a dumber play.
0: Who's your daddy? Big win, I think, solidifies their spot in the tournament. If they didn't, with the win over Michigan. Beating Illinois today in the first Big Ten quarterfinal.
1: Yeah, I tell you what, I was a little bit disappointed in Illinois. Coburn played extremely well, but it's the inconsistency at the free throw line. Hawkins can knock down three-pointers, couldn't make a free throw to save his life. Trent Frazier with a no-look pass with about 11 seconds remaining. What are we doing here? I mean, it was really disappointing. If into you're looking... the third row. No look into the third row. <laughs> well, he was open. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, But, you know, to me, it's just the inconsistency with this team that's the problem.
0: Amal, maybe this opens it up for Maya. We'll talk about that in a minute. I want to get an overview of yesterday. Who had the best performance yesterday of any team? That's a good question. Um, I have two candidates. In my mind, I'm trying to decide between two. uh, One is North Carolina
1: for me. Yes, yes. The other one is Connecticut. I said Oklahoma. Yeah, Oklahoma. They were actually the better team against Baylor yesterday. I I would agree with that. (laughs) I, I thought UConn suffocated and smothered. Uh, Seton Hall. I was really impressed with what they did. Carolina held Virginia to 13 points in the first half. ACC uh, ACC conference
0: tournament shot clock era record. Yeah, unbelievable. It, it is. I remember when they held them to two, but then that was back in the four corner <laughs> in the four corners era. Um, big 12 tournament. I say that Kansas City is the most neutral site of any of these tournaments. And again, the two big upsets came out of there. Texas blows the 20 point lead, and Baylor goes down, number three in the country.
1: Yeah, I, it's neutral until KU plays. I mean, I don't know. I don't know because look, Iowa State went four out of six tournaments down there. That's more Hilton South than it than it is Lawrence East. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I, I'm yeah. saying Iowa State gets a good contingent. But yeah. the problem with Iowa State is their offense. TJ Otzerberger's well, team has disappeared on offense since January. Yeah, I mean this team really struggled can, yesterday. Can you
0: draw any conclusions from te- about Texas Tech from Iowa State's performance yesterday?
1: Uh, I can tell you one thing. This team's dangerous. And it's, what were they before the uh, season? I mean, to win the conference tournament, I think they were pretty good odds there. You could have gotten them at Texas Tech. Yeah. Uh, they were like the final four, final four odds. They were on 350, 370. I, I think they're dangerous in the spot. I got to play in that game today against Boomer sooner. I do as well. All right. Let's
0: hit these two games that were scheduled for 11, but we'll get off a little later. Door opens up for Rutgers or Iowa now getting to yeah. face Indiana in the semifinal with their upset over Illinois. Let's talk about that game. There's been line movement in this game, Amal. That's the next quarterfinal in the Big Ten tournament from Indianapolis. Iowa, very impressive yesterday. Just absolutely in your terms. Boat race Northwestern. 112-76 to as a nine-point favorite. Amal, they've won six of seven. Um, the lone loss being at Illinois last Sunday. And since February 1st, they're actually in the metrics Ranked second in the country behind Gonzaga in performances since February 1st. Rutgers did play Iowa. Do we remember this game at the rack? Yes. Iowa was a three-point favorite in that strange foul call at the end of the game on Keegan Murray where there was very little contact with one second to go. Rutgers knocks down the free throws and beats Iowa. Yes, this was the final score. 48-46 to 46 on January 19th. Rutgers was a three-point home dog in this game. Amal... Iowa opened at seven in the overnight. We saw it take down to six and a half this morning. It's six in a lot of books. Total, 144 and a half.
1: Yeah, this is interesting. This total, because I think if you're Rutgers, you got to play the way you did against them at, at the rack. But I don't know if you're going to defensively be able to slow them down at this point in time. This team is flourishing. 64 points in the first half against Northwestern yesterday, Mike. The other thing was, um, had a couple of bad plays yesterday. By the way, I want to apologize to anybody that was on that San Diego State over with me, but that's not the reason why I'm apologizing because they lost. Wins and lost. you have to watch 100%. the game? 100%. I mean, it was unbelievable. I actually almost got in my car, picked up a can of orange paint at the Home Depot and drove down to the Thomas and Mac. It was 6-4 it, halfway through the first half. It was one of the most horrific 40 minutes of basketball I've ever seen in my I life. I
0: feel very fortunate with the cover with San Diego State. I got to tell you that.
1: Yeah, there was an opportunity for Fresno. They blew it late. Mm -hmm. That's true. You're right about that. But San Diego State, to me, looked like the better team in the second half. They were executing better offensively. Everything went through Robinson there. Um, But in in terms of this Iowa team, Mike, I'll tell you right now, they look like they might be playing the best ball of anybody in the Big Ten. That could be. And that's why I
0: told you two weeks ago, they're the second choice to win the Big Ten tournament, even though they're going to be the five or the four seed. Um, But this not just the state of Iowa, and there's a lot of contention here behind us in the in the circus sports book, but the country and the betting public has certainly seen how well Iowa is playing, especially the difference from a defensive front. Their defensive metrics much better in the last six weeks. SEC tournament second quarterfinal game from Amy Lee after Auburn uh, blows this game to Texas A&M, seemingly still down five with under a minute to go. Um, fifth seeded LSU against four seeded Arkansas. LSU was up 20. Yeah. Playing 11 or 11 and a half yesterday, Amal, and didn't cover. Ended up beating Missouri by eight. Arkansas has won 14 of 16. There are only two losses by a point at Alabama and by three at Tennessee. Arkansas swept the season series. They were a big dog in Baton Rouge on January 15th and beat LSU 65-58. They were a five and a half point favorite earlier this month, March 2nd, in Fayetteville, Elshu played a great game there. Arkansas held on 77 to 76. A double revenge spot for the Bengal Tigers. Arkansas, lane three with a total of 139.
1: Yeah, double revenge didn't work out too well for me yesterday with Marquette. And I've got a play going against double revenge today later on. But I took this game on the overnight, Mike, at one and a half. I couldn't believe this number on the opener. I really thought it was going to be at two and a half or three. I think the Razorbacks are a more complete team. This LSU team has struggled offensively. I think Arkansas has got more options. I love the way they're playing. I think Musselman is one of the best coaches in college basketball, going up against Will Wade. Will, Will Wade, one of the best bankers in college basketball, but I don't know about in terms of coaching.
0: Biggest drop-off for a program in the last five years. Is it Musselman to offer
1: it at UNR? Well, we knew that the day Steve got the job.
0: <laughs> uh, let's go to the, the third quarterfinal, ga- or, uh, quarterfinal game in the SEC. Tenth-seeded Mississippi State at third-seeded Tennessee. Mississippi State rolled South Carolina yesterday. 73-51 is a 5 5- favorite. Tennessee comes into this matchup having won four in a row. These teams met once during the year. It was in Starkville. Tennessee was a only a point and a half road favorite in that game. They pulled away. The game was close late. It was tied with five minutes to go. Tennessee pulls away, wins 72-63. Today, at Amelie, the Volunteers lane eight with a total of 130 and a half. You know, I like uh, Mississippi
1: State getting the eight here. Uh, I think this is a game where they'll be able to compete. I don't think Tennessee runs away and hides, but I do think the volunteers move on. Uh, so I'm going to go with uh, Mississippi State plus the eight here. all um, well, this is another game with a seven-point adjustment yeah. from a home court to a neutral, which was the same thing I said about Notre Dame and Virginia right. Tech. Yes. How right. can it
0: go from seven to a pick 'em? Yeah, Should have never been. I know it, cl- it closed one, but still, still should have been four. Yeah, you're uh, absolutely right. Uh, and they got the lead early, and they held on in that game. That was a good spot for us. The, the last SEC quarterfinal, 11th seed in the tournament, Vandy at second seed in Kentucky and fifth-ranked overall. Vandy beat Georgia as an eight-point favorite, 86-51 two days ago, and then shocked the world beating Alabama. 82-76 is a five-and-a-half-point favorite. One of Hoops Peterson's best picks yesterday, the Crimson Tide. Kentucky wins both matchups this year as an eight-point road favorite at uh, Memorial Gymnasium. They won by 12 and then they didn't cover as a 14-point home favorite. It rubs seventy-seven seventy. Today, the Wildcats laying 10.5 with a total of 142.
1: No play here, but I'll tell you what, this Vandy team has been competitive. I do get concerned with teams playing a game in three days in a row. That's where you really see the hiccup a little bit. Uh, Boston College played well despite losing against Miami yesterday. Tough way to lose that one, but going to stay away from this one.
0: Lara Nega had a great interview with the reporter coming into half where she said, are you concerned with your team's energy? He said, I'm not concerned. Have you watched Boston College play the last month? They're a much better team. Great Which line. is what you said on the show yesterday. Get an early start on your college hoops tournament betting with VEASAN's full court bracket betting coverage. Starting this Sunday with six hours of free live video streaming on vsin.com, including the full bracket reveal and the opening lines for every game. VEASAN hoops experts, Hoops Peterson, Humans, Von Murray, I know you'll be a part of the coverage of them all. Tune in Sunday for the selection show. Coming up next, we'll continue with the rest of the Big Ten games.
1: This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSN the sports betting network.
0: Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine. Nicotine pouches are smoke-free and spit-free and are made with food-grade ingredients. Simply open the child-resistant lid, place the pouch between your upper lip and gum for up to one hour of real nicotine satisfaction. Zen is available in ten varieties and two strings. Three milligrams for fresh nicotine satisfaction and six milligrams for even more nicotine enjoyment. Simple and discreet, you can enjoy Zen anytime, anywhere. Find your freedom, find your satisfaction, find your Zen. Visit Zen.com, that's Z-Y-N.com, to learn more and to find Zen nicotine pouches near you. Zinn nicotine pouches are for adults 21 plus who currently use nicotine or tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back into odds on Mike Palm here with the mall show. I'm all update Auburn and Texas A&M in this SEC quarterfinal.
1: Yeah, right now a and i A&M, I'm going to go to the free throw line. 7.1 seconds remaining, 66-62. And uh, Britton, our producer, chiming in my ear, let everyone know what he's sweating. I'm sweating the fact that this game doesn't let seven. It would take the whole bebop to understand what he's sweating. <laughs> we talked about before
0: the break, v Now let's get serious. Yes. v coverage on Selection Sunday. You're going to be a part of that, correct? Let the fans know.
1: I am uh, from uh, 10 10 o'clock Eastern time to 1 a.m. We'll be breaking down every game. Jonathan Bontoble and I. Listen, Mike, people are concerned right now about the Sobernan game. I'm more excited
0: to tell you this news. From 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific, Derek Stevens, Big Balls, Chris Wilberdeen, Sean King, and myself will be submerged in a pool at Stadium Swim, breaking down the four regions. Now, I said to my wife, what if it doesn't get warmer and it's cold? She said, think about this. What a branding opportunity for you. You'll look like Richard Simmons next to the three of them. (laughs) All right, let's continue on here with the Big Ten quarterfinals. Two more we haven't hit. Starting at 3.30 p.m. Pacific time on the Big Ten network. Seventh-seeded Michigan State, who covered for them all yesterday, taking on second-seeded Wisconsin. Bowled the 20-point lead, but they beat Maryland 76-72. Both teams during the regular season won on their opponent's home court. I think that Friday night game in Madison might have been Michigan State's best game of the year, Amal. They were a three-point underdog. They beat uh, the Badgers 86-74, but Wisconsin returned the favor on February 8th at Breslin as a four-point road dog, beating Michigan State 70-62. to Amal, I thought this line was a little bit curious on the overnight at two and a half. It's ticked up to three in favor of the Badgers with a total of 137.
1: Yeah, it was as low as two on the opener, and uh, I was a little bit surprised this one. I stayed off this one. I was a little bit concerned about Johnny Davis, but I think Wisconsin is going to beat Michigan State. That's Spartans offense.
0: The second half of that game yesterday tells me Wisconsin should probably be favored by closer to five than on two and a half.
1: I tend to agree with you. I'm surprised this number has being been so short. And remember, they won back at the Breslin Center. They they, had, they shot the ball extremely well when they were at the Colts Center the first time around. I don't think they'll be able to duplicate that. You know, Michigan State, and you can say it's about a lot of teams, but more so with Sparty, they don't have that individual talent that we've seen for a couple of decades. They, they're really kind of doing it by committee. They've got some good shooters on this team but they're just not quite as talented as they've been in years past.
0: And then the final quarterfinal goes off at 6 o'clock Pacific time. That will also be on the Big Ten Network. Penn State upsets Ohio State yesterday, Amal. They're 11th seeded in the tournament. They take on the third seed, Purdue, who is the highest-ranked nationally Big Ten team at number nine. Penn State beats Ohio State 71-68 yesterday as a a five-and-a-half-point dog. Remember, to your point, they've won two days in a row playing for the third straight day now. In the quarterfinals, Penn State would have to win five consecutive days to win the Big Ten tournament. These teams met once this year. It was in Happy Valley on January 8th. Purdue was a a nine-and-a-half-point road favorite. They won but didn't cover 74-67 tonight in Indianapolis. Purdue laying ten and a half with a total of 134 and a half.
1: Yeah, this is going to be an interesting game, and I think it's going to be a challenge for this Penn State offense to be able to score and keep pace with Purdue here. I'm not going to lay ten and a half here, but the third game uh, in three days for them. They had a great comeback against Ohio State yesterday. You know what? Lundy's been shooting the ball well. Sam Sessions has done a terrific job, but I think Purdue's a little bit too deep and too talented for them. Ohio State's been scuffling over the last seven or eight games. I thought Penn State got them at the right time. What seed does Ohio State get? Probably a seven or an eight. Yeah, I think an eight. They really yeah. stumbled down the stretch. Yeah, you're probably right about an eight, yeah. yeah.
0: All right, Big East Tournament from Madison Square Garden in New York City. First semifinal is at 3.30 Pacific time. These games are on FS1. Four-seed Creighton that beat your Marquette play yesterday, 74-63, is a three-point dog. Takes on the regular season champion, top seed Providence, ranked 11th nationally. Providence beat Butler yesterday, 65-61, did not cover the seven and a half. These two teams met once during the year. Remember the game in Omaha was canceled and not replayed. Yeah. That's one of those three games. Providence didn't make up. This was a game at the Dunkin Donuts. Remember they could clinch the big East. It was a big game for Providence. They were a four and a half point home favorite on February 26th. They beat Creighton 72 51 today in New York city. They're laying three and a half against the blue Jays with a total of 131 and a half.
1: Yeah. This is going to be an interesting game. Big revenge spot here. Remember they got blown out as you referenced at the dunk, um, I do think PC comes through, but Providence is not the kind of team I want to lay points with. They're, Providence is a better team than I've given them credit for away from home this year, but Creighton has really done well down the stretch despite the fact that Nemhard isn't in the lineup. They were a just an absolute wire-to-wire job yesterday against Marquette. Never felt like they were going to lose that basketball game. Give them a ton of credit. Um, I'm going to stay off of this game. And again, this is where the in-plays come in. You can get a line where it's far better at some point in time during the game on either side. Um, Amal, we
0: talked during the break about which game we're most looking forward to today. The second biggie semifinal is that for me. Third seed in the tournament, UConn at the two-seed Villanova. UConn ranked 20th nationally. Villanova ranked 8th. UConn... um, Beat Seton Hall. You talked about it yesterday as a five-point favorite. 62-52. Impressive defensive performance. They've won seven of eight heading into this contest. Villanova beats St. John, 66-65 as a seven-point favorite. They had a rally to do that. They've won eight of nine with their sole loss being in Hartford against UConn. When they played in Philadelphia on February 5th, Villanova was a four-point home favorite. They beat the Huskies 85-74, and then I mem- rem- referenced that game in Hartford. UConn, that game you had to bet on. Yeah. Two, two and a half, one and a half the line. Strange ending to the game. They intentionally missed the last free throw. They do beat UConn. Uh, UConn does beat um, Villanova 71-69 in that game, really costing Villanova the Big East title Yeah, because percentage points, if they win that game, they would have claimed it. I think this is just going to be an excellent game tonight. I asked you this question first and then you can give me your thoughts on the game. Was St. John's scare uh, scare of Villanova or Stanford's scare of Arizona more concerning to you about those teams moving forward in the tournament? And then tonight's game, Nova lane 2.5 with a total of 131 and a half.
1: Let's start with the St. John's one. They're playing on their home floor. Yeah. They have a team that plays tempo. If they're knocking down shots, it's going to be dangerous. I think they were up 14 or 16 mm-hmm. at one point during the game in the second half Villanova rallies. I'll tell you right now, if Penny's arms don't come down on Slater... Villanova's home and we're talking about St. John's UConn tonight. So uh, I think Villanova's been in a ton of tight tussles in their league. If you look at the Pac-12, it's not as competitive as the Big East is in terms of teams being as close to each other. Arizona, Kirk Carissa goes down. And I'll tell you what, I don't think it's as big of a loss as people think it is. He's a great three-point shooter around mid-30s. But overall, his field goal percentage is around 37%. He's not a good shooter. He had an 0-for-12 game at UCLA. I think Arizona's just fine. To me, if it was Tabellis, Coloco, uh, Ben Matherin, I'd be far more concerned. You got Terry coming off the bench. This team is dangerous. Stanford played well. And look, we're seeing this, Mike. It happened today with um, Auburn. Excuse me. Yeah, Auburn and AM. and A team that has played is doing better against the opponent who hasn't played in the second day. Penn State knocks off Ohio State. Indiana knocks off Illinois. So I don't think you should be as alarmed about Villanova or even Arizona for that matter.
0: Okay, and then in this game, the line... At two and a half in most spots, with a total of 131 and a half.
1: I think it's a terrific matchup. I like Connecticut to win the Big East tournament. I'm going to stick with them today here, knocking off Nova. Why are you so surprised? You have a ticket already on Connecticut in the tournament? I I did not take a ticket on it. I I just thought they were going to win the tournament. Mm. I didn't play play any futures on these conference tournaments. Um, But I I think the way they're playing down the stretch, I, I think they are a complete team that's gotten better and better. Danny Hurley's done a tremendous job. If you didn't have, uh, or the thought here, would
0: you take a shot at UConn on the money line today?
1: Yeah, but I'm gonna tell you, the difference normally, it wouldn't even be a thought. It would just be automatic play yeah. the plus money. But in these conference tournaments, the games are so tight. You want to get as many points as possible in so many spots.
0: All right, let's go from the Cathedral of Madison Square Garden to the eyesore of the Barclays Center uh, (laughs) in Brooklyn. First ACC semifinal goes off at 4 o'clock Pacific time. Both these semifinals, as always, on ESPN. Fourth-seeded Miami taking on top seed Duke. Duke struggled trailing Syracuse early in the second half. Yesterday as a 15-point favorite before winning by 9, 88-79. BC gave Miami all that they wanted, taking them to overtime. Eventually, Miami uh, is victorious, 71-69. They were an eight-point favorite. Neither of these teams covered yesterday, Um, Amal. Remember, they played one time during the year. It was a huge upset. Miami went into Cameron on January 8th and beat Duke as a 15-and-a-half-point dog, 76-74. Duke, lane nine today in New York City with a total of 149.
1: You referenced that first game. In that game, one major difference was Miami got 11 more shot attempts than uh, Duke did. It was really the turnovers for Duke. 17 turnovers versus five. If they don't get them to turn the basketball over, I think then Miami's going to be in a little bit of trouble here. I've got a play on this game coming up a little bit later on. But Mike, to me... I think Duke is what they are. I think at this point in time, we have to recognize, yes, they're winning games in the ACC, but if they were in the Big 12, the SEC, or the Big 10, they're probably a five- or six-loss team in league play. They're just not as good as maybe the anticipation of what they were with their high you know, draft picks. They're just not that good.
0: I think Gonzaga's a one seed. I mean, it's obvious. They're the overall number one. Arizona's a one seed whether they win the Pac-12 tournament or not. Yeah. Did
1: Baylor move off the one line with the loss to Oklahoma yesterday? Absolutely. I, I don't even think they're in contention for it with that Should loss. Should Duke be
0: a one if they win the ACC tournament?
1: Well, I think we got three teams that are pretty good. Uh, Kentucky, Arizona, and Gonzaga. The fourth one remains to be seen. Okay.
0: Tired after lunch? You're not alone. In fact, research shows that more than 70% of us hit the wall after lunch. Let 5-Hour Energy Shot help you leap over that wall instead of crashing into it. With zero sugar and unbeatable blend of vitamins, nutrients, and caffeine, it's the perfect pick-me-up for getting stuff done. Go to 5hourenergy.com to find over 15 flares to choose some. When we come back, the second ACC semifinal, the Big 12, the Pac-12, and the Mountain West.
1: This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on vSIN, the sports betting network. I'm USC or UCLA.
0: Need more college basketball insight? Check out the podcast Coast to Coast Hoops. Greg Hoops Peterson will look at every major and every minor college basketball game on the upcoming schedule to find betting opportunities. Greg has an opinion on every single college basketball game, side and total of the season. And on this podcast, he provides his unique insights and look for those games that have solid betting opportunities. Download Coast to Coast Hoops now at vison.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. While you are there, catch up on Odds On. It's Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shah. Amal, we have some special special guests in studio for this segment.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Three terrific students from the Annenberg School at USC. Really appreciate them coming in on spring break here to watch the Trojans potentially win the Pac-12 Conference Tournament. We'll see what happens. I know we're going to get into that game in a minute, but we've got to cover that second game in the ACC.
0: I think we both are going to have a play on the second semifinal a little bit later when we give our picks in the final segment. Uh, this game will go off at 6.30 Pacific time, 9.30 local time on ESPN from the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York. Seventh-seeded Virginia Tech, who covered for me yesterday as a pick against Notre Dame, 87 them. all they got to an early lead they stayed there that game closed one and then what a performance by UNC uh, they just absolutely crushed Virginia Virginia scored 13 points in the first half of that basketball game the Tar Heels since that inexplicable loss at home to Pittsburgh have won six in a row including spoiling coach K's farewell from Cameron last Saturday when these teams met um, at UNC on January 24th, the Tar Heels were a five-point home favorite. They won and covered 76, 78-68. They met again in Blacksburg uh, in February. UNC was a four-and-a-half-point dog. They won that game 65-57. Double revenge on the mind of the Hokies, and they find themselves a two-and-a-half-point dog with a total of 140.
1: I'm going to tell you right now, Mike, normally I wouldn't go against the double revenge here. Virginia Tech would be the play, but I'm, I got a play coming up. It's going to be on Carolina. I like UNC here. The way they're playing – they're an experienced team. Baycott and Manic have been terrific for them. They shoot the ball from the perimeter extremely well, nearly 30%, excuse me, 40%. Caleb Lubb has been vastly underrated this year in terms of what he's been able to do. And by the way, I ranted against Schubert Davis. I might be needing my words for the rest of this season. I'm still not consider- I'm Are still you concerned I'm still willing to
0: give him a second year at Chapel Hill.
1: Yes, I am. I am willing to give him a second year. But I am concerned about this program long term. They've got experienced guys in there. Manic transfers in from Oklahoma. We'll see what happens. But I just think they're a little bit more of a complete basketball team than the Hokies. Virginia Tech held on for dear life last night. How precipitous of a drop will it be for Duke after Kay leaves? Not from a recruiting standpoint. They have the number one, two, and three recruits in rivals uh, rankings. We'll see what happens. Shire's young, 34 years old. I like his personality. I think he could really elevate this team. But the only thing is, can he yell at the officials the way Coach K does? Well,
0: Pete, could that be kept around to take the losses for Shire No, as they well. don't
1: care about Shire the way they right. do about Coach K.
0: All right, let's go to Kansas City. We go from New York City to Kansas City, the T-Mobile Center. 4 p.m. Pacific Time on ESPN. 2, 2 p, uh, 6 p.m. local time. TCU, let me give you credit to Jamie Dixon. I think that was a horrible matchup for them yesterday against Texas. They're down 20 right before the break. They rally, and they beat Chris Beard's crew 65-60 as a five-and-a-half-point dog. Kansas, who was an early exit for the Huggy Bear, and I think that was merciful for him. <laughs> they covered easily as a nine-and-a-half-point favorite against West Virginia, 87-63. Remember, these two teams played just nine and seven days ago. Uh, and within 48 hours, it fourth worked TCU, as a six-point home dog, upset the Jayhawks, and then two nights later at the Fog, they lost by four, covering the 12-point line. Today, in Kansas City, as they call it Fog
1: East, the Jayhawks Lane eight with a total of 139. No play on this game. It's going to be a tough game for KU. I think the momentum from the second half against that Texas collapse and really give Jamie Dixon's team a ton of credit for rallying. But more importantly, Chris Beard's team has to be concerned and pay attention going against Texas when we get to the tournament. But I, I think it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a defensive-minded game if you're Jamie Dixon. Uh, you really can't go up and down with KU. That's their style of play. That'll be much more effective for them. Remember that home crowd will favor Kansas in this game. Not going to touch this game, Mike. Um the other semifinal features the team that I have the future on Texas
0: Tech who smothered the Cyclones last night. Yeah. 72 to 41 another uh, impressive defensive effort. They were Lane 8 covered easily. Oklahoma might have played the best game of anybody yesterday. They thoroughly beat Baylor on both ends of the court. 72-67 is a seven and a half point dog. Don't look now but the Sooners have won four in a row coming into this matchup tonight. These two teams split the season series. Remember, Texas Tech ran out of gas, gave up uh, a ton of points, I think 55 points in the second half at Norman, losing by 15 as a three-point favorite. But when they got back to supermarkets in Lubbock on <laughs> February 22nd, they took care of business 66-42, laying 9.5. Tonight, Texas Tech laying 8 with a total of 126.
1: I have a play on this one coming up after so the commercial I. break. So do I. I- I'm kind of curious where you're at on this one. Do you so in on the North me? Carolina game, we have different plays. This game, we have similar plays. Okay, you you see. I have not seen what your plays are, Mm -hmm. so we'll find out a little bit later on. This Oklahoma offense was impressive yesterday. Uh, This team, to me, has really done a terrific job. But my concern is long-term without Elijah Harkless in this lineup. He's an energy guy for them, average 11 points a game for them. I I think it's going to be a challenge against this Red Raiders team. I'm going to go with guns up to win this game. All right, from Brooklyn to
0: Kansas City to Las Vegas, Nevada for... Two tournaments. Let's start out with the smaller conference, the Pac-12. Uh, the first semifinal between Colorado and Arizona. Colorado, as a close, they closed a one-point favorite against Oregon yesterday. Amal, they were actually a one-point, uh, a one-point dog when we were on the air. They took care of the Ducks, 80 to 69. Arizona. I, I, I don't get the performance. I don't get what's gotten into Stanford the last two games. This team couldn't break 57 the last two weeks of the year. They rallied from 14 down with two minutes to go to beat Bobby Hurley. They were neck and neck. They were actually up a point with two and a half minutes to go against Arizona as a 15 and a half point dog. Arizona wins but doesn't cover 84-80. These two teams met twice at the McHale Center. January 13th, Arizona covered the 15, 76-55. But remember, they ran out of gas in the second half in Colorado and Boulder on February 26th. They were up 12 in the first half of the game. I think they were up 5.5. Ended up losing by 16. 79-63 is a 9.5 point favorite. Tonight, here at the T-Mobile Arena... Arizona Lane 9.5 with a total of 149 and 149.5.
1: Well, let's start with the Kirk Carisa injury. If you didn't see it yesterday, he comes down on his uh, on Coloco's foot, and he hurt his, I believe it was his right ankle, and it looked pretty severe. Mike, I know on the surface it looks like a big blow, but Carisa's really struggled to shoot the basketball at times. He's a volume scorer. I don't necessarily think it hurts U of A as much as maybe people anticipate it being as bad for them. I think this team is really dangerous. You look at that front line, Coloco, Tabellis, outstanding. I love Ben Matherin, Pac-12 player of the year. This is going to be a tough spot, but Walker and Batty have been terrific for this Colorado team. They've got some good players there. DeSilver, if you remember the name, his brother played at Stanford. This team is getting better and better. And I talked about it yesterday. I think Tad Boyle is one of the most underrated coaches in college basketball. I'm not going to touch this game. But if Arizona doesn't have one of their typical Arizona lulls for five or six minutes, I think they're going to really put a hurting on Colorado because they got embarrassed up at CU. The second semifinal,
0: some have called the battle for L.A., although Cal State Fullerton may have an argument about that, (laughs) features the third seed in the tournament, USC, against second-seeded UCLA. USC advanced with a 65-61 win over Washington, failing to cover as a -a 6.5-point favorite. UCLA took care of Washington State 75-65. They did cover as an 8.5-point favorite. They split the season series, each winning on their own home courts. On February 12th at the Galen Center, the house that Harold Miner built, USC... Was a four-point home dog to the Bruins, but won 67-64 at Pauley Pavilion on March 5th. UCLA Lane 8 did not cover, winning by seven, 75 to 68. They were favored by eight. They were favored by four. Move this thing east to Las Vegas, and it lands right in the middle. The Bruins, Lane six, with 136 and a
1: half. I'm going to tell you right now, this game comes down to one thing for me. Can USC slow down Jaime Hawkins? He has been tremendous down the stretch. Last three games, he scored 80 points. He has been the difference maker for this Bruins team on offense. But USC defensively, with their length, I think can present real challenges. I love the way Boogie Ellis has played. Peterson, as long as he doesn't turn the basketball over, has been terrific. He's been hitting big shots, clutch shots. We saw the one in Eugene that he hit for this team. And then Mobley inside, a difference maker along with Goodwin. They should be able to control the glass. Because the one problem is when you look at UCLA offensively, Cody Riley is a plotter. He just has no offensive game. To me, they're better off when Johnson's in there offensively and defensively because Johnson will grab an OB and kick it back out, whether it be to Bernard or Juzang or Hawkes. This is going to be a tough game. It's going to be a real competitive one. Rubber match here. i got to play on this game. We'll get into Ooh. it a little bit later on. But the Bruins right now starting to get healthy at the right time. Peyton Watson playing more minutes. And I'll tell you what, Jalen Clark, if you haven't seen him play, this kid will be playing in the NBA. Terrific defender. Reminds me of a younger Russell Westbrook. Not quite the offensive game, but a stellar defensive player.
0: I don't know what your play is. I don't know if you sent it earlier, but I cannot believe that you're laying six in this spot from what you've just said. What makes you think I'm laying six based on what I've said? That's what I'm saying. I said the only play I know you didn't make is is laying six here. You have to be taking the six or have a play on the total after that dissertation.
1: First of all, I gave. Uh, first of all, I gave uh, good points on both sides of the argument here. UCLA just said it's getting healthy; they're playing well. What do you want from you? You're
0: me? very. You're, not, you're now in bed with this USC because <laughs> you spoke at one class now, and you're playing with your heart. You're like the Pied Piper with these kids. They follow those. Those. Those twin blondes came last year that you spoke at the class. All these kids come here to see. You. Are they coming here to see you? or are they coming to Las Vegas to watch their team because they don't get the Pac-12 network in L.A.? (laughs)
1: That's very very true and very accurate. I'm just telling you right now, you got a tight rivalry. Ten miles apart, these two schools, Mike. I, I, all I'll say is that this is going to be a very good game. And I thought they didn't play as well defensively last night against Washington as they're capable of. I thought UCLA, the final score, didn't indicate how much, how much they dominated Washington State.
0: Lim Larry actually did the kids a favor. This game's on FS1, so everybody can watch <laughs> yeah, it. Thank God. <laughs> all right, when we come back, all. I want to touch. Obviously, we haven't hit the Mountain West yet. Yeah. We're going to go through our plays. We both have a, a handful of plays for the weekend. And then I want to touch on a couple of games in the NHL and the NBA tonight, I think it's a really, really tough spot for our Vegas Golden Knights. After another loss to a bad team on the East Coast, now they have to go and play the Penguins. That's next, Odds On.
1: This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VCN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCast designed tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCast in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, L.A., New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) To
0: read, and uh, this is Mike I Paul. With you. I have something in my mouth. <laughs> Mike Palm with you as well. Final segment of odds on during uh, conference championship week. Amal, um, let's hit the the Mountain West, then we'll get into our plays and okay. whatever time left, we can cover the minor sports of the NHL and the NBA. Uh, Look, all good games yesterday. This has been a competitive tournament for many years. Always played at the Thomas and Mac. Until Boise won by seven, I think the biggest margin in the first three games was three points yeah. and mostly defensive uh, struggles.
1: Yeah, it really was. Really a great job defensively by six of the eight teams in this tournament so far. We only saw the one game between Nevada and Boise get into the 60s on either side. This first game, though, with Wyoming and Boise State, Mike, I think it's tough to call, but I think the defense for Boise State is going to be the difference in this matchup can Ike and Maldonado score consistently enough? And I didn't feel like they did enough to pull away against a UNLV team where they had some opportunities to bury them.
0: Yeah, they got off to a good start yesterday. Wyoming laying a point, uh, getting vengeance on that loss just a week ago here in Las Vegas over UNLV. They eventually win by 359 59-56 is a one-and-a-half point favorite. Top seed Boise State. That was a struggle with Alford's crew yeah. and UNR. Could have went either way. They were laying six-and-a-half, didn't cover. They prevailed 71-69. These teams both won on their home courts during the season series January 25th in Idaho. Boise Lane five didn't cover. I remember I had Wyoming plus five and a half that night, 65-62. And then uh, in Laramie, at the uh, highest altitude in the country, Wyoming was a one-point favorite on February 3rd and beat Boise 72-65. One seed versus four seed tonight. Boise State, the Broncos laying two and a half with a total of all of
1: 129. It's going to be a tight, tough game. Really, though, when you look at this Boise State team defensively, outstanding, probably the third-best defensive team in a league that's got elite, elite defense. I'm going to stay away from this one, but I lean towards Boise here, Mike, simply because of what they're able to do and how they can negate you potentially inside. If EK doesn't play well, it puts so much pressure on the perimeter for Wyoming, and I don't know if they'll be able to consistently hit the shots like they did yesterday.
0: All right, the second semifinal, which starts... At nine o'clock local time, I'm all. Both these games, by the way, on CBS Sports, six thirty and nine, CBS Sports Network. Third seeded San Diego State at second seeded Colorado State. The Aztecs beat Fresno 53-46 yesterday to cover. I got a minus four. They closed as a six-point favorite. They've won five in a row heading into tonight's contest. Colorado State in a very good game against Utah State, an under-seeded, underrated Utah State Aggies team. Laying three and a half, they didn't cover, but they do come out victorious to advance to the semifinals 53-51. They've won four in a row heading into this. Remember January 8th when Colorado State was ranked 20th? They were undefeated. They rolled into Viejas, and they got a reality check. San Diego State winning 79-49. to They returned to favor, though, eking out a win over the Aztecs, 58-57 at home. They didn't cover. Colorado State was a four-point favorite in that matchup. Tonight, the three-seed... Oh, there's a blind movement here, Amal. I didn't know that. Yep. San Diego State on the overnight. Favorite over Colorado State by two. We've got a new favorite, Amal. Colorado State lane one. The total one twenty and a half.
1: I'm a little bit surprised by this move. You referenced that game at the fort when they were struggling in that second half. Colorado State ended up squandering a big lead. That final score was not indicative of how the game played out. It was much more uh, of a discrepancy there. Colorado State really dominated. Mike, I got to play in this one. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's San Diego State. The line now has gone against me. I, I took San Diego State at minus one and a half. But I think this Aztecs team is too good. Bradley's been terrific for them. Colorado State and David Roddy have been outstanding. Stevens really shoots the basketball well. But I think when you see this Aztecs defense and the way they performed last night, it carries over tonight. I like San Diego State here to win and move on. I think Dutcher's team is going to win this conference tournament. Well, let's get right
0: into your plays then because I know you have a handful of them. San Diego State's the first one. Go on down the list.
1: Yeah, let's go. You mentioned San Diego State catching uh, now a point, but it was minus one and a half for me there. And then you and I talked about this. I think you might be on the opposite side here. I like North Carolina to continue to roll minus two and a half against Virginia Tech. The way this offense is flourishing, really unstoppable at this point in time against some of these teams that are not as good on the offensive side of the basketball. St. Bonaventure and St. Louis going on right now. Uh, I got St. Bonnie's minus a point and Half. Not sure what the score is. They're about three, four minutes into this one. We'll keep you posted. And then Miami today against uh, Duke, Mike. I like Miami catching nine in this spot here. I just think that Duke has not been able to put complete games together consistently. Agus team is always extremely well coached. I think this is a big number for the Dukies to be able to cover. And one more game. I don't know why it's not showing Yeah, you know, we got the second page. I'm sorry. And then bookie's well, best friend. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Texas Tech, Oklahoma under 126, Mike. Um, too many points here. I think this Texas Tech Red Raiders defense really stymies the Sooners' offense. And then I'm going with the Trojans plus six tonight. I think the Bruins eke out a uh, tough win. But I think six points is too many in a close, close contest here. I like USC getting six.
0: Your final play uh, meets the approval of the audience in studio. <laughs> Let's get an update for you on your St. Bonaventure play. We're a little over six minutes into the game. Yeah. It's St. Louis 6, St. Bonaventure 2. Oh, high-scoring game. High-scoring huh? game as well. Um All right, let's go to my place. I think I only have one sheet today. Of course, we have Arizona to win the Pac-12 tournament. Minus 120, we bet, before the tournament started. Eeked out that win over Stanford yesterday. Now I got revenge on their mind as they take on Colorado today. That's a three-unit play. Um, Amal, this game is just underway, but if you got the email, maybe it was on there. Union St. Gulis. This is a game in the Belgian Jupiler League, okay, against this team, uh, Haverly. They're minus 135 on the three-way. I just want to give you some stats here. I've, this team has caught my eye in the last month. This St. Gilles team in league play is 21-5-4, and four, and I say it like Americans would know it. 21 wins, 5 losses, and 4 draws. Not how they do it with the draws in the middle. They're plus 42 in the goals margin in 30 games. The other team, Haverly, is 10-10-10. And minus six in the goals against. I think this is a clear matchup. I know they're on the road, but I think this is a very cheap price. This will be available in-game in some spots, especially William Hill. All right, I'm not opposite you on the Virginia Tech-UNC game. I've got under in the first half. These two teams, Amal, finished with 124, I believe, in their last matchup. Mm -hmm. With a minute to go in the game, was 103, okay? There was 21 points in the last minute. As Virginia Tech decided to foul and then make layups. Down nine, and it was down nine, down seven, down nine, down seven. They never attempted a three until they finally missed a three. A very tight game. UNC played well on the road there. I agree with you. I think UNC wins this game. I would lay two and a half as well, but I think this total is too high at 135 or 136. I went under 65 first half. I'm with you, but I bet that in a different way. I bet the under first half in the Oklahoma-Texas Tech game, 58-and-a-half. This should be a great defensive matchup. Um, Texas Tech not tired as they were in the second half, and just uh, the barn door came open there in Norman. I like Texas Tech. I don't want to lay eight points. I can see this game being in the 40s at halftime. And then terrible spot for VGK. They lose at a god-awful Islanders team. Yeah. They lose at a worse team than the Islanders Buffalo. And now on a back-to-back three out of four. And they have to go in and play the F- Penguins. In an era of the NHL where everybody's a 2 3 and $4 favorite, I can't figure out why the Penguins aren't 240 tonight.
1: I tend to agree with you. This VGK team really having issues. And by the way, you're making fun of me, calling me the bookie's best friend. You got one less play. And by the way, how many times are we going to list your Arizona win the Pac-12 tournament up here every day?
0: Well, because it's still a live play. It's very live. It's a very live play. I hope these kids' team win tonight so we can pound USC in the final.
1: I think it'll be an interesting matchup because when you look at the size for Arizona, the USC is one of the few teams that can match up with them. That's the one concern I have about the Bruins is on the glass. Can they keep Mobley and Goodwin off of there? They've done a tremendous job. How many Hawk has been one of the most underrated players in the Pac-12? Uh, one
0: other hockey game I want to ask you about tonight, Amal. Capitals at Canucks. The game is a dead pick. I'm capital 72 points coming in. Canucks 64. Could be a decent goaltending matchup here. Pick them 110 both ways. The total is 6 Juice to the over. Any thoughts?
1: Not really. Uh, it's going to be Vanacek in net for Washington tonight against your favorite goaltender, Margaret Thatcher Demko, in this one for Vancouver. But, you know, I- I'm staying away from this matchup here. I-, I think Washington, though, is vastly underrated in the Eastern Conference. I still think they've got an opportunity to make a push that nobody's talking about. Two
0: games in the NBA to touch on. Cavs at Heat. Heat still the top seed in the East. Cavs, a very impressive season so far. They come in at 38 and 27. Heat, 44 and 23. Heat, in Miami tonight, laying six and a half with a total of two ten. I'm
1: not interested in laying seven in this spot with Miami, but I think they bounce back after they got beat at home by the Phoenix Suns. I think this is a good opportunity for them. This Cleveland team has really been competitive a lot in the road. Excuse me, on the road this year. Uh, so this is one to keep an eye on. Heat out for.
0: money up from six and a half now to seven and a half, and then the Suns playing so well. Return home. They are hosting the Toronto Raptors. Toronto 35 and 30. The Suns, 53 and 13. Phoenix, a five point home favorite, now up to five and a half, with a total a all of 222.
1: Yeah, Raptors scuffling a bit four and six in their last ten games. It's gonna be an interesting one to see. By the way, you have an opportunity if you want to bet the Lakers tonight tonight, the huh? They're playing the Wizards, they're laying four. I don't know. How can you ever how can you watch the Lakers? How can you bet on the Lakers? It's <laughs> more wa- an embarrassment to the NBA. I don't disagree with you. I think Frank Vogel is a good coach. They just haven't given an effort defensively all year long. This is not really a sports town.
0: L.A. Not really a sports town. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit about the American uh, tournament. I like Memphis here. I've heard some people say they like SMU in this spot. If
1: SMU wins a game or two, do they make the tournament? I don't think so. I think they got to win the conference tournament. They have to win it all? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Houston, I don't know where that game's at right now. They're we up. Got- Houston's up nine with five and a half to okay. go. They were down yeah. at the half, and this is why sometimes these second-half plays. We saw it today. Rutgers was up eight on Iowa. Uh, Houston was down as much as, I think, nine or ten against uh, Cincinnati, and now they're coming back and potentially going to cover this game.
0: Josh Applebaum is actually going to be in town for March Madness uh, next week, so we're all very excited. Uh, I think he'll be at South Point, so we probably won't see him, but maybe we can get him on the show. They're up next on Betting Across America. Good luck to everybody, including USC tonight, but if they don't win, remember, Still a baseball school.